Voices are exotic dancers enter one by one Make love to all of your orifices in your seduction Hello and welcome to Ear Seduction. I'm your host, Paul Schilling. Today, the Midwest misanthrope and I are going to discuss erectile dysfunction. Now, this is sort of a tongue-in-cheek episode. Uh, I did pull some research, but I stray from it, so warning, warning. We are straying from potential reality. Some of this is based on my own personal experience, and it's admittedly not very scientifically sound. I think it serves as a sort of a jumping-off point to have this discussion. It was kind of a discussion we wanted to have. The misanthrope and I felt like uh, sort of commiserating about our, you know, problems with women, the things we like, the things we don't like, and we wanted something kind of funny to get us going. So we bring you erectile dysfunction. Let's break it down a little bit. Let's let's talk about ED. I was focusing more on like in my research and in what I was what I'm going to be talking about today is the kind of erectile dysfunction that younger men get. Younger men experiencing erectile dysfunction, not necessarily in their 60s or 70s or 80s, right? But like like, right. like from like from 28, 25, whatever to like mid 20s to like mid 40s. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of where I'm at. Yeah. So and specifically people, I'm going to go, I'm just going to focus as much of my attention as I can on people in their 40s, long term relationships, because here's the thing. There's a whole bunch of reasons why men have ED, uh, reasons like high blood pressure, addiction to drugs, diabetes, high cholesterol, too much smoking, too much drinking. Right? Alcoholic. Yeah. Yeah. Alcoholism that can cause it. Lots of stress. Lots of yeah. other things. Right. But the idea to me is that it's a man's problem. I think that's, you know, kind of universally understood because it's our dick. Right. It's our cock. So it's our problem to deal with. But I want to address an interesting theme that I see in a lot of the literature out there online. Now, I haven't done hours and hours and hours and months and months of study. Right. But I've been reading, I've been looking, and I'm trying to find what like what is a common thing you're going to see. So if you type in erectile dysfunction into Google or whatever your search engine is, I don't know what the other ones are. You're going to get like WebMD and Mayo Clinic and all this other stuff. And it is going to talk about the physical conditions, right? High blood pressure, smoking, yada yada. We just we just talked about that. Diabetes. But we're not going to talk I don't want to I don't want to get into those cuz who gives a shit about that, right? That's an obvious reasonable reason why you don't get an erection. But nothing about the woman. There's no information on those types of sites anyway. I did find some sites that talk about erectile dysfunction and how women play a role, but they're not as... Uh, they're uh, uh, they're not as reliable. They're not like scientific, really. They're, they're like relationship.net and, you know, they don't seem to be... They seem to be pandering to a, a specific narrative. So, one of the things that I read that women do or think or feel when their man is experiencing his erectile dysfunction is it's because he doesn't like her anymore or he doesn't find her attractive. Wait, hold on. What? Say, say that one more time. Yeah, so when you can't get an erection with your long-term partner, it causes your partner to think or feel that you're not attracted to them anymore. Well, how could that be? I don't know. I I, I don't. I mean, let's... You're telling me you tell me you see the same person day in and day <laughs> yeah. out yeah. For, for for years. Yeah. And, and the guy isn't in the mood 
mood as much anymore. Yeah. And the woman thinks it might be her. I know. What a what a fucking what a nightmare, right? What a, what a how could she possibly yeah. think that, right? Yeah. It's ridiculous. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Men have a role to play in their own dysfunction as it pertains to whether or not they even like their partner anymore. Because I know plenty of men that are just basically checked out all the time. They barely talk to their spouse. When they do, it's petty or nonsensical. It's it's, you know, stupid little quibbles and fights. They're not engaging with them. They're not doing anything women want men to do. They're getting fat and lazy and ugly, right? Just like most women though. Let's let's be honest. Yeah. Most yeah. women after a certain amount of time either start looking like little men. They cut their hair short, they get all frumpy, right? And I know it's hard. I get it. It's hard, but that's just the way it is. And men aren't heterosexual men, excuse me, aren't attracted to little men with little pseudo boobs or whatever, you know? They're just not interested in pear-shaped little men. Here, let me let me just so I've got some articles here, okay? Yeah. Let's just let's just let's just look at this for a second. So, in the question of is it me, women questioning themselves about whether or not their men are attracted to them. It says okay. here, women inter- internalize things. They tend to blame themselves first, thinking it's because they have done something wrong or that they are no longer attractive to their partner. In fact, the first thing a woman thinks when a man can't get an erection is that it's her fault and nothing could be further from the truth, says Andrew blah blah blah, MD, Director of Sexual Health and Male Infertility at NYU Medical Center in New York City. Oh, interesting. Yeah, All no, right. that's... So it has nothing to do with the woman, according to this guy. So if you're out there yeah. looking for information on ED, you're either going to get like a scientific website that's going to tell you about diabetes and all that other shit, which great. Okay, fine. Those are all legit. But if you go elsewhere, okay, you'll hear doctors saying it's definitely not you, right? As far as the guy. It's not It's not the guy. No, it's not the girl. Oh. That was in response to, is it me? Is it my fault? The same, the same path of it's not the woman. Yep. It's not you, the honey. The woman has no influence it's on not the you. circumstance. Okay. okay. It's undiagnosed right. diabetes or whatever. Okay. Right. So here's another article in another pseudomedical.edu blog, right? Does ED mean my partner doesn't desire me? This one's a little bit more honest. I was happy to see this. Relationship issues can contribute to ED. The brain is the most powerful sexual organ and certainly that's a part of it. But most of the time, ED does not mean that your partner is less interest is less interested. Not quite as uh, strong of language here. And it says, yeah, it kind of is you, but most of the time it's not. Okay. Right, right. So yeah. the Huffington Post says, when a woman faces erectile dysfunction in her partner, her number one fear is usually, he's just not that into me. Well, guess what? It's time to stop taking it personally. Oh. That's that's the first sentence in this erectile dysfunction article in the Post. Time to stop taking it personally. And, and they cite the Spirituality 101 book, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. The second agreement states, don't take anything personally. Yeah, yeah. Why would why would you? Why would you think it could be you? So here's more nonsense telling women it's definitely not you. Don't worry about it. No, it, here's just, just a side a side note here. It, I mean, does this kind of feel like, I mean, if I was going to read something like this, yeah, I would be confused as fuck <laughs> yeah. to where I, I'd almost be like, well, okay, well, because I read it, it's coming from a medical professional. Uh, that must mean what that's what's going on right you know uh it, it in my mind it, it very much takes away from the concept of a woman looking at a woman on an equal level to where it's like you can handle this as an adult like it it is you it is it, it is him and it's you but you know it's it's an equal thing it's a part of life 
like biologically, this is what happens. Yeah. This see, this is this is kind of like, well, women can't handle the truth. Where it's like, well, if you keep promoting it in that format, it's almost like trying to encourage the idea that women can't handle the truth. Well, and I love exact. I agree with you. I think that men generally are are reluctant to say bad things about their women and to blame them for their own miscomings or you know shortcomings. So it's like I totally get that, and I'm not saying men don't have a role to play. I think men. I we could do a whole nother podcast on what men are not doing right in relationships, according to Paul Schilling. Right? We could do that. According to ear seduction, here's what we say: men are fucking up royally. Okay, we could do that, and I think a lot right. of men are, and I think that's also contributing to their lack of sexual desire for their partners because their partners look at them like, what the fuck? You're just a douchebag. Why are you playing video games and jerking off when you could be doing something with your kid and having sex with your wife? Not at the same time. But this is my favorite one. This is this is great. So everyday health <laughs> has seven things you may not know are causing your man to t- or turning off your man. Seven surprising things that turn him off. Okay, let me uh, get my pen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Notebook get, is ready. Get a Let's highlighter. Go. Yeah. Okay. Right. So right. <laughs> I'm gonna skip number one because it's stupid. All of these pretty much are just like throwaway, throwaway nonsense, right? But listen to this. So number two, you're hotter than he is. Oh yeah, that's the problem. You're number so two. hot that he You're can't get an erection. <laughs> All right. Got it. Yes. You went overboard on the cologne or perfume. That's number number three. Number four, you're a oh. snorer. You snore. And so he can't get an erection. Dude, I would fuck your nose if you were a snorer. That would have nothing to do with why I can't get an erection. Uh, I, I mean, maybe maybe this is because this is where you and I are in the pecking order of life. You know, there might be some, some studs out there where like, dude, she fucking snores had a dropper. It's like, yeah, who could live with that? You know, she'd just be like a 10 out of 10, but she snores. Yeah. You know? I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I heard somebody say that they wouldn't fuck Megan Fox because she has uh, one of her... Toe thumbs. Toe... Yeah. I mean, I would totally... Dude, I'd put that Deal toe breaker. thumb up my ass. It uh, would be... Yeah. It would be just a delight. I'd put one up her ass and one up my ass, and then we would do whatever is possible with that <laughs> happening. You know, I don't know how that would work exactly. I mean, I can kind of see it in my head, but I don't know where my <laughs> dick would be. So, so I want that's what I would do. I'd be like, okay, we're putting this toe thumb in your ass and we're gonna put the other toe thumb in my ass and then I'm fucking something on you. I don't care what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's uh there are well, ways around easy. it. Interestingly enough, everyday health in the same article does take a ninety degree turn and then starts to blame the woman, but only after telling her she's hotter than he is, right? So they give her they throw her a bone and then they say you pick fights. They also say you brush off his blues, so when he's not feeling good, you don't you're not empathetic with him or sympathetic with him and then and you try to fix him, quote unquote. Okay. I guess these are all things that they're ridiculous oh, studies that they quote state are real things. I could see how trying to always constantly fix a guy would annoy him. Definitely if he's feeling down and you're not trying to like be a part of the solution and you're just a part of the problem or you're ignoring him. I could see how that would cause problems. Or if you're one of these bickering twats that just picks fights all the time, that could be a problem too. So in all fairness, the seven surprising things that turn him off, three of them are probably somewhere in the realm of possible. But you're too hot. Definitely not. I I salute any woman who read that. It was like bullshit. My yeah. uh, you know my my guy's a fucking slob. Like I, this is all shit that's irrelevant. The fuck. 
fucking guy is worthless. Yeah. You know, I made a mistake. Yeah. I made a fucking mistake, right? I got knocked up, young age. I don't like this guy, (laughs) but we have kids and we just do what we have to do, you know, to get by. And then every once in a while, I look at myself in the mirror and go like, God, he's not even attracted to me anymore. And then I open up a magazine like this. It's just like, ah, this has nothing to do with reality. So fuck it, you know? Now, one website that had some actual, I thought, sort of fair-minded and and intellectually honest information was Sexual Advice Association. It's a UK website. And here it's talking about, yes, there are a lot of physical issues, but why? what if you have ED and physically you check out fine with the doctor? Which is, I think, probably most people's under the age of like 60 or 65. That's probably most people's scenario, unless you're like morbidly obese or you have diabetes, you know, or, or whatever. But so this one talks about you've learned about sex in childhood and you le- you learned that it was shameful or wrong. So you have some sort of weird outlook about sex. You had an unhappy or traumatic sexual experience. There's other kinds. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> and then the third bullet point is having sex with a partner you're not attracted to. Oh, okay. There you go. Is there any other way? I don't, yeah, really. <laughs> so... I mean, this is this is all a separate world from the one that I'm in. I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, I get it. Have you ever had... Have you, have you ever... With somebody... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I was just yeah. going to say, have you ever had a problem with an erection? Like, either it was not as glamorous as you wanted it to be, or it went away after a little while, or I don't know. While while you were trying to have sex, have you ever had that problem? Uh, yeah, I had, I've had a couple times where it was a struggle. Yeah. Uh, because I, I wasn't that attracted to the to the woman. I mean, yeah, and I just, I'm, I'm not taken away from the fact of, you know, her kindness of being able to, you know, have sex with me at that moment, but... Yeah, she's there's, doing there, your there favor has, too, right? Yeah, absolutely. So it's like, you know, and, and that, that was, you know, those were times where it's like, that's more in my mind during those moments where it's just like, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, this is a mutual agreement thing that we're doing right now. I'm not gonna be an asshole, you know, uh, and act like... I, I, cause I don't know. I just feel like that would be disrespectful to her. So I've, I've wounded myself during sex, continuing until I climax uh, in those situations where like I've I've been you know bloodied up so but shit, you like with, but you had a, a hard time keeping an erection or you had a hard time climaxing yes that's a yeah it, like the latter during those, or the former during those times it, it, it's both oh it was both okay yeah I yeah, get it yeah I get it so it's like you know you're you're pumping away yeah and then you're, you're you're doing your thing and then you feel yourself starting to go loosey-goosey yeah and you're just kind of like come on man you <laughs> yeah like let's not ruin this the, woman's life yeah <laughs> yeah it's like the last the last thing she needs is the blind guy couldn't even get a nut yeah I mean? it's like nobody deserves that fucking fate i mean that's what blind people are here to do yeah <laughs> we are here to serve at that level you know what i mean where they feel like they're doing you a favor <laughs> and, and you you know you feel like you're helping them out you know that's that's what we're here for man you know they're they're, they're looking at you going oh he he can't see my flaws right. and and then but the blind guy's going i can feel him yeah i have heightened but- senses in other ways <laughs> i think we've all been there i've had it i had it one time with uh when i was seriously younger like in my like maybe i was like 28 or something like that or no i guess i wasn't that young but whatever i was like in my early 30s and uh i was i was banging this chick that i didn't really like i you know i didn't think she was good looking and i kind of like halfway through it i was kind of like uh you know it started to sort of just sort of 
uh, this yeah. isn't really working and and she even was like where are you going and i was like no i'm i'm good and then i like turned her over and just sort of figured it out you know but i w- i just wanted the right. whole experience to be over <laughs> like halfway through the fuck i was like i, I don't want to be here this isn't this isn't a party for me and then yeah. it happened to me more recently but but always well w- one time it didn't really happen i just didn't want to have sex like my jimmy was 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 cranking we were ready to go but i was uncomfortable with the person and i was like i don't really want to do this with you you know what i mean and mm-hmm. and then it kind of went away so that wasn't really a dysfunction that was more like uh, uh yeah I'm, I'm horny but i'm not really i don't really like you you know and then the one that was anything that happened where somebody was anytime it happened where somebody was trying to get me going it, i think it only happened like one time maybe twice i don't know i can't remember i think just once and it was just because i wasn't attracted to the girl at all i mean not at all and yeah. here's the thing for the guys out there if you're not able to get an erection with the girl you're with and other than that you're relatively healthy you don't like her you're not interested in her you don't want to fuck her even if she's yeah. good looking you might not want to fuck her vice versa yeah yeah i mean uh, yeah, yeah this is the thing though it's just like why can't that be the answer why can't we point the finger at the relationship itself and the role that the woman's playing battering us year after year you don't do this take out the trash here's your to-do list blah blah you know all this nonsense yeah and the and fact that they don't come on to us too. what all she's hearing too the majority of the time of life is uh, the guy being like I don't care I don't care yeah I don't care. yeah what was that yeah. I was I was yeah. watching what? TV uh, I didn't no, hear you I don't what? Care. Okay. yeah huh <laughs> what, what, what did you say uh-huh uh-huh and, and, she, uh-huh. and she's like I just need some reassurance I don't even know if you like me anymore and the guy's like how can you say that and you go back to the, I don't care whatever yeah yeah the, the, you get that whole tirade of I work I go to work every day to provide for this family and you're trying to tell me that I don't care about you and then like as soon as it's her turn to talk his eyes just sort of wander over to sports center and he's going "Uh uh-huh yeah Uh uh-huh sure yep okay well hold hold on honey i'm just gonna i'm just gonna put in my running back for fantasy fantasy football my guy's injured so i gotta change out my it's just gonna take 35 minutes hold on you know and then she's just sitting there so you see all this erectile dysfunction issues right i guess it's like one in four men have it or something some some ridiculous thing i you know what one i think one in four men don't like their wives they just don't like they're just like i don't like this bitch she fucking you know she's constantly bugging me about something i just want to be left the fuck alone and that's it i mean if a if a good looking woman or even some strange not necessarily good looking but you know just something new came along i i bet you one in four would go down to like one in eight or one in ten that legitimately have some physical reason why they can't get an erection yeah it's it's a double-edged sword because you know it's it's a promise that you don't realize what you're actually committing to when you're in a relationship you know it's as soon as you get a relationship there's always that thought in the back of people's minds where it's like oh see how far this goes and it escalates up to yeah we're together then it's like then it escalates to the next phase where it's like it's us for life and then and then, and then it starts to get to that point to where confidence is shaking a little bit so you're constantly asking each other reassuring questions right where it's yeah. just like you, you still it. You, lo- you love me forever right no matter what it's like oh yeah no matter what absolutely as, as if you're truly processing what that means like if 
if if I was, I think the older you get, the more uh, the more of a range of scope because of what you've experienced, the more awareness you have. I would never ask if I ever got in a relationship again with a woman long term wise, and if she was like, you know, will you love me for, no matter what? I'd be like, I would try. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I will put forth my best foot. I'm not suggesting that every relationship is miserable, but I am suggesting no. that there are significant number of people in long-term relationships that just aren't in love with their partners anymore. Women have a great deal to do with that. It takes two to tango. Men also have a great deal to do with it. But I think I think some of this needs to go directly on the women's shoulders. Let me ask you this, okay? Cuz I'm going to I'm going to go on a little tirade here, but I want you to be thinking about your, you know, your response. So, answering the question of what are women doing wrong in their relationships. We've already probably touched on some of these. But one that comes to mind that really that really gets me. Like I don't I don't tend to have some of the same problems that other other men have in relationships. So I'm not going to go there as far as like ignoring women or not being engaged or you know not being attentive or interested or whatever. I don't generally have those problems. I, admittedly, I'm not in a relationship right now and I haven't been in one in a while. And the longest relationship I've ever had was like two years and maybe a little bit of change, give or take a month or whatever. Right. So it's not like I've been in a ten year relationship. So I can't speak to that. But the relationships I have been in, I've been fairly successful at remaining engaged and, you know, involved with the women that I'm with. But the biggest problem I see from the women's perspective and the thing that gets to me the most is when they talk about men with disdain. Like I had a... uh, I was dating a girl who was talking about how none of her friend's husbands can get an erection without a pill. And like how that was just a fucking disgusting and she was just like, ugh. Like that had... That was just the worst thing she could think of. And I'm thinking to myself, here you've got a guy who's taking a pill to get an erection so he can satisfy his girl. Where's the problem? Like, he's not able to get it naturally, okay? For whatever reason. Let's say it's a physical reason. Maybe he's got diabetes or something, right? In that case... What a nice guy, and how how fucking self absorbed is is this is this girl I'm talking about? If she thinks that he's there's something wrong with him, and that it's something to like scoff at. On the other side, let's say he's got a problem with his wife, right, and he doesn't really like her anymore, uh, which I think probably is more common than the physical ailments. Although I know that a lot of people suffer from heart disease and all this other shit. But anyway, let's say he doesn't like her anymore, so he's taking this pill basically to fool her into thinking that he likes her so that she doesn't get her feelings hurt. I mean, either way, he's doing it for her. I mean, he may want to have sex, yes, but chances are, in the latter example, he doesn't want to have sex with her. And in the former example, his body physically can't do it. So there's something wrong where he needs to, you know, he may or may not want to have sex. There may be an actual issue there. Maybe it's dangerous for him to have sex and that's why he can't get an erection. Maybe his heart's going to explode, you know, or some, some fucking shit like that. So it's like, either way, this guy's doing her a favor and when she said that I just I thought to myself <laughs> yeah when she said that I thought to myself listen to you with your disgusting droopy boobs and your terrible skin and your just sort of you know fuck men attitude like just cause you just got divorced and you had a problem with your ex-husband and now you're dating me why are you why are you putting that on me why are you bringing that to the table with me and she's one of the girls where when you know it came time to 
get there. Early in the relationship, I got there just fine. Later, I was like, uh, you don't like men. So I assume you don't like me. You know what I mean? You have all this disdain. That that's that bothered me. Definitely not being attracted to a girl bothers me though too. I don't I don't I, I can't just get hard when I'm like, ugh, everything on you makes me want to puke. You know what I mean? Although in the past I have nailed a few d- dogs. Yeah. But but, but in the past it, my sex drive was like triple what it is now. I mean, we're talking like my mid twenties, I was definitely down to nail something that wasn't that good looking. Because I could just shut my eyes and picture, you know, a porn star or something. Right. So right. what's your what's your biggest turnoff? Yeah, my my biggest turn off with any woman is when they start getting like uh, cutesy mm. and, and baby talk like and I've even told women I'm just like I can't stand baby talk yeah and then they're just like really it's like yeah it's like I just I fucking hate it and then when they do it like the next week you're just like thanks for listening like I don't know what to fucking tell you like yeah I had a fucking uh, girl I had a girl <laughs> do it dude I she would do it all the time and I didn't really care that much when we were home alone I I, I didn't like it per se it doesn't turn me on it infantilizes me and it turns her into like a motherly figure which I'm not into like I don't that's not a turn on for me I don't maybe it is for some guys but it's not for me and and I told her I was like you know I don't mind it so much at home uh, it wasn't it, it wasn't helping our sex life but I told her I said in public I, I can't stand it. it it makes me very uncomfortable and she fucking did it like the next time we went out and I literally I'm standing like at the host stand at the restaurant we're at and I'm like why are you talking to me like I'm a three year old like you need to stop this baby talk crap we already had this discussion and I thought we had this discussion but apparently I need to fucking call you out in public and embarrass you in front of your friends and make me look like an asshole in front of your friends apparently that's how this has to go down otherwise you're not going to fucking get it yeah I think I think some women like uh, have a hard time realizing like when a guy says that type of thing like they're they're fucking serious Uh, like I I I don't mind conflict. Yeah. But but there are some things where it's just like this is not this is not uh getting us to a higher level in our relationship. This is just you fucking with me. Yeah. And if you were if you were a friend, I'd cut you off. Yeah. Like they, like this isn't like uh oh I you know, I'm giving them such a hard time. Look at me, I got control. It's like all if you consider pissing off your partner control, congrats, because you are doing that. Good job. Which yeah, is, well, and especially fucking, when you communicate that to whatever. people. That's a that's something that bothers me more than anything is when you communicate something to somebody and it's like in one ear out the other. It's like, look, I'm telling you what I need, okay? You're the person that I'm supposed to be talking to about this. I can go find another one if you want. I can go find another girl or whatever, but you're the one that you said you wanted to get in on this and you wanted to be committed or whatever. So I'm telling you what I need and you're not listening. You know, it's like that's why I've always yeah. said to the girls that I date, I will do anything sexually. Any anything you want. Like I I, I do have some boundaries. Like I I, I don't know that if a woman was like, I want to shit in your mouth, that I'd be like, yeah, yeah, shit in my mouth. Like, I don't think I would do that. I might have a boundary yeah. there. But if she was like, I want you to shit in my mouth, I'd consider it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I might have a personal boundary. Like, I don't want to eat shit. Okay. Yeah. But if she yeah. was asking me to do things to her, th- there's like no boundary. So if she's like, oh, lick my asshole, I'd be like, all right, we're licking assholes tonight. You know what I mean? Or whatever. But it's like, and that's, that's because there's a fundamental rule that when you're in a monogamous relationship, unless you have an open relationship, which which I totally get, but if you're in a monogamous relationship, that is the one thing you can't get from anybody else. You can't get sex anywhere else. Like you can go tell your problems to your mom. You can you can you know unwind with your best with your best friend or whatever. But if you want to fuck, it's got to be with me. So I'm open to whatever kinky 
shit, you want me to dress up like a cable repair guy and come over here and pretend rape you? Cool. Just sign this document that says I'm not actually raping you and we're on. You know what I mean? Sure. Well, there you have our wonderfully exuberant episode on erectile dysfunction. Sort of an oddity, that one. And I had to cut out a whole bunch of stuff because, again, the Midwest misanthrope is clanging around doing who knows what in the background. And, you know, I can kind of give Clyde from, you know, my interview with a physicist episode a break. But Midwest misanthrope, his whole his whole function here is to be on the show and to make things fun and easy. And, uh, you know, so I apologize for the stuff I couldn't cut out. I did my best, but I've been editing now for days straight and a lot of it is just his coughing and his, you know, clanging and banging around. And so anyway, I'm done apologizing. I don't think he's in the rest of the season. We're nearing the end here, which is very nice to say, but we gave you a little something to think about with erectile dysfunction. Uh, Maybe maybe you can commiserate uh, with some of your friends based on this. Now, I want to be very clear. I don't think that the science is wrong on why people have erectile dysfunction. I think the science is accurate and I think it's right. And it probably accounts for one in four people. And again, I strayed from reality, as I said in the intro, right? This was about my own personal experience. And it was about some of the experiences that I've had in in my my friendships and relationships external to myself. And it, these are just observations, right? And so that's where I wanted to take this in some sense. And I wanted to do it for the comedic value, if there was any, and hopefully you giggled or chuckled to yourself a little bit. And then I also wanted to do it because I just felt like having this conversation with a friend of mine. So Misanthrope and I decided to have at it. For the ladies out there listening, don't take this the wrong way. Don't think that we don't love you. Don't think that I don't love you. I've certainly had bad experiences in the past. I've certainly, you know, modified my behavior, but uh, for a huge amount, for, for probably 20 years of my adult life, which is, you know, from the time I was like, let's say 16 to 36, my sole purpose in life was to try to be the best partner possible. And I'm going to get into all of that in my dating series in season three. But I just wanted to be clear about that. I don't hate women. I don't dislike women. I just have had some bad experiences and sometimes it's fun to vent about that with somebody who's, you know, on the same page. And that that's where the misanthrope co- came in for that particular episode. Uh, but don't worry, there are going to be future episodes where I will also probably vent some of my frustrations. I will say things frankly and clearly based on my experience in dating and so on. I'm going to offer as much advice and help to men to be better men for you, women. And I'll do my best, although it's not always a comfortable place for me to be. I'll do my best to offer advice for women and how to how to treat and please men. Now, it's important to recognize that I have a, more of a limitation on the side where I'm trying to teach people how to please women than I do in how to please men. And I recognize that. So I'm going to have to build in a whole bunch of caveats so that it's understood that that's what I'm doing and that's what I'm saying. I hope you liked this episode. I hope it tickled your fancy. And I hope that the sarcasm came through. I hope that the frustration came through through, you got a sense, perhaps, of where I'm coming from and why for the past four years or so, I have stopped dating. Now, I don't cover everything in this, and you'll get all of that in season three uh, in that dating series, but there really is, you know, a certain threshold that once you cross it as somebody who, you know, has always wanted to be in a long-term committed relationship and just struggled to find the right person, and, you know, that describes my experience, at some point, you or I just said, I've had enough. 
I'm I'm done spending time trying to do this. I'm done wasting money. I'm done uh, not doing other things that I could be doing, like producing this podcast or, you know, spending quality time with my dog or pursuing other more worthwhile relationships and friendships, uh, contributing to society in a more meaningful way or so on and so on. And I just wanted to throw that out at you, that that is a possibility. And if you get to that place, uh, there's nothing wrong with you. Uh, there's no reason to be sad. You may go through a mourning period when you when you realize that that part of your life is over, as you will go through many mourning periods, I assume, in your life, epochs of time, hopefully not too long, maybe a month, maybe five, I don't know, uh, where you feel down because something that you cared very much about is no longer in reach or you don't believe it to be. Now, one of the things that I hear often is, oh, well, you're still young. You could still have kids or whatever. And it, it, sure, I could, I guess. Uh, but how ridiculous would that be? And then you're still young. You could still meet somebody and fall in love. And yes, I readily understand that I could. But what's the point in that when I've found so much meaning in my life as it is? It used to be that I drew a lot of my personal self-worth and meaning from the relationships in my life, the, the ones with a, a better half, my intimate relationships, or, or however you want to describe it. But that's no longer the case. And I've found immense meaning and self-esteem in just being myself and not worrying about what other another person thinks and not trying to contribute to somebody else's life. I mean, not trying to be that person for them that gives them a sense of self-worth. And it's been incredibly freeing to me. Now, I don't think that you should behave this way. I don't think that my lifestyle should be adopted by all of you, especially as it pertains to relationships. I'm voluntarily not dating anybody right now. But for all the folks that are involuntarily not able to connect, don't forget that there's a whole world out there for you to contribute to and discover and that can provide immense self-worth and you can be just as good of a person as you want to be. You can find the meaning that you're looking for without having a partner. Again, I'm not suggesting that everybody should dump who they're with and just be on their own. But for those that find themselves in that situation, don't give up hope that you can become a satisfied, you know, uh, self-reliant and useful person. Your use doesn't have to be in relation to a significant other. Anyway, uh, hopefully that's a positive end to what wasn't exactly a positive episode, <laughs> at least not while I was on the on the mic with the misanthrope. And thank you so much. You've been listening to Ear Seduction. <laughs>